Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Legacy Cafe podcast with your host, Rob Lucy, author of the book, How Will You Be Remembered? The Definitive Guide to Creating and Sharing Your Life Story. So grab yourself a cup of coffee and find yourself a seat in the Legacy Cafe. Here's Rob. Thanks, Kathy. Hi, everyone. I'm Rob Lucy. Nice to have you back. Today, we're going to talk values. And if you've read the book or you've listened to a few of the uh, episodes here in the cafe, you'll know that values are pretty important. And the experience I had when I clarified mine and wrote my legacy letter about my values, I felt really, really good. I was really quite surprised at it because it said, I looked at them and said, that is who I am. Well, we're going to get a little deeper into it. And there's somebody who, who, who uh, knows how to uh, find the core values in you is a guy named Scott Jeffrey. He has been helping entrepreneurs and CEOs assess their superhuman potential and he integrates elements like Tao and humanistic psychology, Qigong, uh, emotional intelligence and, and much more to help readers scale their businesses and scale themselves without burning out. Uh, his true passion is writing. He's published over 50 in-depth guides as well as 100 articles on personal, psychological, professional, organizational development. And one thing I like, he works with a foundation that helps children connect with nature. Scott Jeffrey is about your core values, and he's hiding up there in the Catskill Mountains in New York. Hello, Scott. <laughs> Hello, Rob. Good, good to be here. Thanks for having me. Let's say, one thing I'm curious how many people, in your experience in 20 years of this work, how many people really don't know their values, don't know what that internal engine is making decisions for them? Well, I think if you haven't really gone through a, a process to determine what your values are, I would say it's pretty much everyone. You know, I think we all uh, have an intuition of what some of our values might be. But for the most part, I would say it's, it's a very small percentage. What is the value of me knowing what my values are? <laughs> That's a great question. Uh, your values really are defining like what you stand for. So I, I like to think of it as like your, your unique individual essence or your personal code of conduct. So if you look at each individual, like there's so many things that we have that are similar from one person to another, but at the same time, we each have different sort of strengths and nuances about us that are defining characteristics of, of who we are. So your values essentially are gonna, um, knowing your values are gonna help you know what your character is really all about. But I think the most important thing in values is to, when you don't know what your values are and you're conflicting with those values, right? When your behavior is in conflict with those values, you're gonna feel a rub. You're gonna feel like a dissatisfaction. You're gonna feel a, a tightening even in your body. And so getting to understand what your values are and then know how you value, violate them and then knowing when, what happens and how you feel when you live in alignment with those values, it's an entire different experience as on your overall being. If I was doing an interview for a job, wouldn't the best thing to do say, let me tell you what my values are and how I've lived them and mm. let the people listening to you hear that. They would probably be shaken to say, my God, he's thought a lot more about what runs him than we have thought about running our own business. Yeah, quite possibly so. It would definitely show someone being very, uh, again, self-directed self and having uh, what they call intra personal intelligence, so having that self-knowledge. One of the things I suggest people write is their legacy letter, which is, mm -hmm. you know, pick, pick half a dozen values, boil them down to half a dozen values, 
and then tell why that value is important and how a story of how you lived it. I did that. I wrote it all out. I felt fabulous when I got it done because finally I, I, I could look and say, that is me. That was, those are the internal combustion engines that run me, making decisions with these values. So let's get in. You've done it in a, a, a smarter and much more in-depth way. The, the core values discovery you do. You've got seven steps. Now, I know you do this over the course of a day or at least mm -hmm. a couple of hours, and we're going to be a little quicker here in the cafe. Sure. Can we, can we run through those seven steps and um, let me know how, how they work? Of course, Rob. Okay, so the first step is the one that's almost never done in a, in a, in a process, and it's the most foundational. Uh, and, so, and it's easy to discount it, so I give the, uh, a disclaimer, but it essentially means starting with a beginner's mind. And what that is, is essentially, we, we tend to come at these things with so many preconceived notions uh, and beliefs about how something is supposed to go or the type of answers we're supposed to have. You know, let's say we take a psychological assessment of some kind. In our mind, we're thinking of what's the better answer or how we should be. And so for this process, you want to really, as best you can, start with a, with a blank slate. And uh, one way to do that is just to place your awareness on your breath or at some, on some point in your body, either by your navel or, or in your feet, something that's going to essentially draw the energy outside of your head where you have the, all this identity stuff going on and just bring your attention back to the present moment. Okay? So a, good, a good breathing meditation would be a good way to start. That would be a great way to start, yes. And, and so the, and the, next, the next part of the process is to do essentially a free-for-all brainstorm. Uh, in terms of finding out what your values might be. And so for this part of the process, you don't want any, we all have this analytical um, aspect of our mind that's very critical, right? That's constantly evaluating and analyzing. We want to shut that, that feature off. What hijacks a lot of people in this process is they're trying to come up with the right values, right? The perfect values for them. Uh, and we have to let that idea go, at least at this stage. Uh, and then to, to come up with that list, I usually take people through a series of experiences, and I'll just kind of talk through them now. One of them is to think back to a time when you had a, what Abraham Maslow would call a peak experience, right? Those moments of like full absorption, what you're doing, where you just are almost in a, um, outside of yourself, but yet fully in yourself, if you can understand that, that that contradiction you're 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 completely out of your own way and you're in this creative flow state and you're just on and think back we've all had those those moments right and so you think back to what a, a time like that and look around you see what's happening what's going on right and then how do you feel internally and so what and and from that state once you get into that state define what are the values that you're honoring in that experience, in that moment. Okay, so that's, that's one way of going about it. And in this meaningful moment, there could be two or three values that are contributing to it. Or 10, yeah. Like it's whatever. The, the, in, cre in creative brainstorms in general, one thing the research shows is that getting the best way to get to the, 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 the best answer is to get to the most answers. Yep. And so this part is really don't, like, don't allow any editing, just allow it to be free. Uh, and so the, the next process would be looking at suppressed values, which is essentially going the opposite direction, which is a lot of the times easier to, uh, to connect with a time where you felt, say, angry or frustrated or upset, right? And in those moments, like what was going on? What were you feeling? 
right? And so what were you, what value might have you been suppressing? What weren't you upholding in that moment that was causing that emotional upset? Give me, give me an, a, an example of this. So say I'm, I've had a negative experience. My wife, had a, my wife and I had an argument. Mm-hmm. What am I looking for here? What, I'm looking for a value that I, I didn't use. Yeah, so like, let's say um, in that moment, that upset we think is because of the conflict. But it's again, it's always something that's turning back internally. Maybe it was how uh, you represented yourself, right? Maybe you didn't have compassion or understanding in that moment, and that's a value for you. Or maybe you weren't listening, right? Or um, maybe you were judging that person and like that open-mindedness is something that you value. Um, Or maybe you were doing something that was triggering that other person, right? Maybe you weren't being honest with yourself of something that you did or how you reacted or what you really thought inside. And it was on your face and that other person felt it like your spouse felt it. And so a conflict emerged. It's, you know, that takes a little, that's why this process takes a little time because you have to do a little digging. And the more in your center you are, the more in that beginner's mind you are, the more these ideas start to come up and you start to say, oh yeah, I was suppressing. Like just in that example, I think we just went through maybe six, six different values, you know, that yeah. could have been suppressed in that moment. We, we get, get our beginner's mind going. Mm-hmm. We do a brainstorm and then we have a really good experience, what values are associated, a bad experience, what values are associated Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and then so the next one would be the code of a code of conduct trying to just think through in terms of beyond like your basic human needs food water shelter and you know your social environment like what's most important to you what really drives you what's most important in your life uh and like what are the things that like light you up the most uh the things that when you don't honor a part of you feels like it's dying I've got a whole bunch of values written down now. What do I do? Right. So now you have your list, and, but it's, a, it's probably a bigger list. If you go through that process and cycle through them again and again, you could come up with a list of anywhere from like 20 to 40 values. It's probably a bunch. Way too many to have in a, in a manageable way where it's yeah. going to become meaningful. Um, so before you start cutting values down, what you want to do is group them together. Uh, so for example, like, let's say you find one, you have like learning on your list and then you have another one for growth or self-actualization or, uh, professional development, you know, those all might, you might see in some way they're all linked together. Right. And so you would group them together. Uh, another one, you might have like integrity or an honesty, trust, right. Things like that. And so you find the common themes and chunk them into groups. So that would be the next step. So I'm just thinking of one, if I say, if I was wanting to do um, um, adventure, excitement, physical health, Mm -hmm. those could all be in one group because I go climb mountains and that all of those values are in that. Mm -hmm. Yep, that's right. That makes sense? Yep, that's a perfect example. And and so once once you have that group, the next thing to do is to find the central theme. So an example that you gave is adventure, excitement, and physical health, let's say. And the physical health might or may or may not be, you know, that might be something that stands alone that you're, that's, that's, that's very important to you in other areas of your life. The physical health could be its own value, and underneath that would be healthy eating, exercise, etc. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and maybe the mountain climbing is part of that. So yeah. the, main, the main thing here is to figure out the theme, the, which is like the most important element of that value chain. And at this point, you know, you might 
break up some of those groups like we just did. So once I group up, I've had 30 values. I now group them up and say I've now got six groups. So you have six groups. Now, the next question comes that the, you, know, you offer here is, well, how many should you have, right? Like how many values is the right, the right amount of values? Uh, the sweet spot seems to be somewhere between five to 10. Um, the, the, the benefit to having more is you have to do less uh, editing and uh, sacrifice and focus. The, the benefit of having less is that it's easier to live them. <laughs> because it's easier to keep them top of mind. The more you have, the, the harder it is to manage and the less likely you are to become conscious of all of them. No, I agree. My, my instincts are boil it down. I've said to my staff for years, it's hard to be simple. Yeah, I, I, like, I like the idea of having, like, if you have six, you know, see if you could cut it down to five, you know. And so the way to do that, which is the next step to determine your top values, is you want to think really clearly in terms of what values are absolutely essential to your life. Like which ones represent your primary way of being that's supporting like who you are at your best. This whole process is very much on paper so that you're not thinking about them. So you're, you're basically, you're looking at your, your six groups and you're now evaluating, is this really essential? Is this really essential? What's really the most important? And then What's the, like, if I had to put them in order, if I was forced to, what was, you go through a process. Okay, so let's say you have uh, adventure, uh, health, uh, integrity, and... Um, giving back. Giving back, okay. And so you would kind of do a, uh, like, uh, a, a tournament-style sheet where you put, you pit one against the other and kind of play them off of each other and see which one is if I had to just uphold one of these and this one is going to make me feel light and free and internally powerful, what would it, which would it be? That, that's the absolute must. And then go, go through it from there. I found when I got mine done, I found out I had uh, cancer. So I, I moved, health was number four. I moved it up to number one and lived it dearly for about three years and I'm cancer free now. But then I moved mm -hmm. health back down again and and uh, another one took this. So you, you don't think it's important to do that, just as long as you know what the five are. Yeah, well, and I think, again, in your behavior, you're going to see the shift. So if you do that consciously, I did something similar because I was sick a lot and had health in mind, and uh, it, it became a driving force in my decisions. And over time, I saw that it actually wasn't health that I was after. It was energy and vitality. And so I refined it to that and then looked at ways of how I can actualize that in my life. Once you've gone through this process, do you kind of put it aside and come back to it a week later and say, hey, is this me? Does this work? Uh, yeah, so that, that's, that's the next step in the process is, well, was, that's actually the last step is to test the ecology of your, of your values, which definitely sleeping on it and coming back to it is, is essential because you might feel really good about the process or uncertain at that time, and you might feel completely different the next day after you go through it people listening to you and I right now in the, in the cafe, if they went through these seven steps, what would they feel tomorrow? What would be the, the benefit they'd know that, hey, this was worthwhile? There'd be a, more of a sense of, of, of clarity and direction for themselves. Mm -hmm. uh, they might, if they're living far out of alignment uh, with, their, with their values, uh, they would have an understanding of why. If they're already in sort of a, a good flow, 
they would have more of a, a conscious of, of sort of affirmation of, of where they're at. But either way, there's a feeling of hopefulness because once you know what those values are, um, you know, you could kind of score them, right? If you were going to create a scale from, from one to 10, uh, and then how are you doing? 10 being, you know, you're living it fully and one not at all. Like you might determine a few that you're doing okay with and a few that you're not. And then you'd look at, okay, what has to change? What can I do to really, to, to begin to uphold this value more? And then you're, you're using the power of a choice to define your character and change your destiny to, or to build your legacy, as you might say. When I finally isolated my values, and it certainly wasn't the, the process as deep and well thought of as yours, but when I had them and I challenged myself to write a story about how I lived them, that was the tough part, but it was certainly, um, it made me feel cleansed and light on my feet when it was all done. Anyways, that's my experience, but I would, I would, um, I'm, I'm looking forward to going through yours. Have you got anything we can give our listeners, Scott, that would kind of move them down this line and, um, and get them started on just the simple discovery of their core values? Sure, Rob. I, I've put together a, a list. It's kind of like a, a mega list of values of over 200 values. I think there's, there's uh, 234 values on the list that are first just listed, and then I break them down into particular characters. Uh, uh, categories. Uh, and so I'd like to offer that to, to the listeners. Now, when you use this list, uh, I, 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 it's very important to still go through the process of the discovery process that we, we, um, we discussed earlier. But the list can help you if you do it in the beginning, help prime you for just some of the, th some of the ideas to think about. And then also as a checklist afterwards to see, hmm, is there any huge areas that I just totally missed. For example, you might go through the process and then you forgot about health completely, but hey, that's really important to you. So then, you know, you add, back, add that back in and you can look at the values related to health. To get this, first of all, to get the um, PDF that Scott's graciously going to give us, head to legacycafe.org forward slash values, legacycafe forward slash values, and that'll get you started on this road. And I can tell you, even, even I, I did it naively without having this... Um, structure and I bet this structure is going to be twice as meaningful for uh, for you and and I'm going to go through it too again to, to see if my values are what I think they are. I, they feel good now but maybe this process is going to change that. Tell me a little bit more about your, your work other than doing the core value discovery. You, you've got a lot of other stuff going on. Uh, sure Rob. I essentially work with, uh, with, with entrepreneurs and CEOs helping them grow their business. The main way I do that is helping them get out of their own way which is, um, again, coming back to themselves and actualizing what's in themselves that enables them to, to do whatever they're doing on a daily basis that allows their businesses to grow. Because I, I find that uh, really the, the individual psychology is, is the, the main thing blocking their, their business success. So it allows you to focus on your own self-actualization and then also still make more money at the same time. Yeah. Okay, Scott. Thank you. Delightful to have you on board at the cafe. Thank you, Rob. I appreciate the time. This is a lot of fun to go through. That's Scott Jeffrey. He's in the Catskill Mountains. He's the founder of CEO Sage. And so, as I mentioned, at LegacyCafe.org forward slash values, you'll get Scott's list of values and it'll lead you down to the uh, seven-step core discovery that we've gone through here and to his website to see what else he's, he's got going. This is the Legacy Cafe. I'm Rob Lucy. Nice to have you here, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Legacy Cafe podcast. 
We have lots of great conversations coming your way. And by the way, if you want us to send you reminders that a new podcast is ready for you, go to LegacyCafe.org to subscribe. That's LegacyCafe.org. Have a great day. And remember, the coffee and conversations are always hot at the Legacy Cafe. Mm-hmm.